Welcome to the My Mickey Podcast, where we explore the magic and wonder of Disney together. And now, on with the show. Hello, and welcome to the My Mickey Podcast. I'm Karen Stoner, the owner and dream designer for My Mickey Vacation Travel. And I am here with my husband, Jeff. Hello, darling. Today, we are talking about one of my most favorite topics and a topic that I can talk for a very long time about. So this is going to be a long episode? It's not, but so, well, it could very well be, but my, so you may have to bring me in. My, my editing challenges are ahead of me? Yes, yes. <laughs> we are talking about Disneyland. I love Disneyland. I love Disneyland. And I mean, obviously we love Disney World. I mean, Disney World is home to us. So we love it, love it, love it. But Disneyland is just completely different. And I feel like that's where we go for vacation. Mm -hmm. To Since we're so used to the Disney World parks in Florida. And Disneyland is our place where we want to go on vacation. And um, and be around Disney and, and all that it has to offer. And I think a lot of people don't really think about Disneyland. I think, especially for our East Coast friends, you know, they think, oh, I want to go all the way out to California. Disneyland's small. It's only one park. It'll only take a day, that kind of thing. So, so we have some far from the truth. Us. So yeah. far from the truth. Yeah. And, and it is... Oh, go ahead. Okay, I was say back in the day, the first time I went to Disneyland was in 1987 when I was just a mere teenager. Um, it was just the one park. It was Disneyland, and the parking lot was you parked right outside the gate, and it was a one-day park. Um, and now we're going to talk about how they've expanded in the second park. But if you remember back when we went to a conference out there in 2015, I hadn't been out since 19. Um, 87. And I wasn't even really looking forward to going because I thought oh, it's not really going to be like going to Disney. I don't know. It's going mean, to be nice, but I wasn't really excited about it. Yeah, we kind of had that perception that it was going to be like uh, it was like it was just going to be the Magic Kingdom kind of standing out there by itself. And not feel like you're in the magic and feeling right. like you're right in the middle of LA and not have that bubble feeling that you get when you're in Florida. Cause that's right. really what makes Disney world in Florida amazing. You know, you're in that bubble, you're away from reality. So I kind of was thinking, I'm not going to have that feeling when we go out there. So for the next five hours on this podcast, we're going to explain <laughs> to you all the reasons why we, our perception was so wrong and that Disneyland is a vacation destination. It's a vacation destination for families, especially, that it's not the little standalone park. It is, in fact, it is the opposite. It is probably my most favorite vacation destination right now, anywhere. Oh, by far. Yep. By far. So let's yeah. get into it. Yes. So one thing that I like to mention, well, let's talk about, we have Disneyland, mm -hmm. which is the iconic, the first park. That is the park that Walt himself built, the one that Walt walked through, designed, all of that, yep. where Sleeping Beauty's Castle is. There's also um, California Adventure Park, which is, I don't know, about a half a block, not even, like it's like you, you, you walk out <laughs> of one <laughs> walk out of one park and then you keep walking and about 
45 seconds later, you're at the gates to the other park. You know what it's equivalent to? It's equivalent to walking from Liberty Square in the Magic Kingdom in Florida to Fantasyland. That would be that would be fair. That's how far it is. Yep. So if you can go back and forth, you know, to Liberty Tree Tavern or, um, you know, Haunted Mansion, and then go over and ride Small World, that's how far the two parks are. Yep. So going back and forth are easy peasy. And because of this makes it perfect for families that have um, kids, little kids. Yep. Or for people like us where we just don't really want to have to walk that much if we don't, if we don't want to. Very much so. You know? Well, and not, not only do you have the two parks that are right there within walking distance, but Disneyland actually has three resorts right there on property too. So you have the Disneyland Hotel, which is the original iconic hotel that's been there since the beginning as well. Uh, you have Paradise. It's been remodeled since. It's been remodeled, of course. Yes, it's been <laughs> definitely upgraded and remodeled. It's upgraded and it's gorgeous, and it's a deluxe yes. category result resort. So it's beautiful. But it still has that feel of the uh, iconic days. It's it. All the artwork is historic, going back to the fifties. And um, Walt is there. Pictures of opening yes. day. The models of the parks and stuff are there. So it's yep. great. And then, of course, you have Paradise Pier, which is the second hotel. And then you have the Grand Californian, which the cool thing about Grand Californian, which if you want to kind of make it equivalent to uh, what you know at Walt Disney World, I would call it the um, Grand, uh, Grand Floridian that feels like the Wilderness Lodge. Yes. Is definitely. that a fair way of saying it? Yeah, I think. So um, it's grand in the sense that it's Grand Floridian, but it's got that those dark kind of woodsy feel, um, like the Wilderness Lodge, and it's a Craftsman um, hotel actually. Yep. So it's a, so if you're familiar with Craftsman Arts and Crafts um, era, that's exactly what it is. So um, it's very cozy. Um, it's a great resort. Everything you need is there, and it's literally located inside, just at the entrance of um, Disney California Adventure Park. So it's right there. You can come in and out of the park right from their hotel. So that is a really nice touch. So that kind of goes back to the family thing, because if you're with your kids at the end of a long day, you don't have to get on a bus. You don't have to get on a tram. You don't have to get on a boat. You don't even have to get on a monorail. You can walk right from the park into your hotel. And even if you're not staying at that particular hotel, if you stay at the Disneyland or the Paradise Pier, they are within walking distance. So your kids can stay in the stroller. If they fell asleep in the park, you don't have to rustle them up and get them on your shoulder and fold the stroller up. And mess That's not juggling your- with the ki- a sleeping child and folding the stroller and wrangling in the other kids who are tired and having to stand on a crowded bus. Yep. You don't None have to do any of that. So it's it, the footprint is really nice because everything is right there. And, of course, also right there is Disney um, – well, I almost called it Disney Springs, but Downtown Disney. It's still called Downtown Disney in California. So you have the shops and you have the, the restaurants and the fun events like The Void and Splitsville and things like that that are there. So all of that is within walking distance. So, you know, you get there and you, you, you fall into the Disney bubble and you don't ever have to leave and you don't have to get on any type of motorized vehicle to get from one place to another exactly and in order to get when you're staying at on those resorts you actually are walking through downtown disney um, to get to the parks 
So um, unless, of course, you're staying at the Grand Californian and you're going to California Adventure, you just walk right. out the door and you're in the park. Um, but to get to Disneyland or the um, or if you're coming from the Disneyland Hotel or Paradise Pier, you do walk through downtown Disney. So it's kind of neat. You know, you have the music going. So as soon as you step out of that resort, you can hear music and see the sights and the stores and all that stuff as you're walking by so it's really convenient so as much as i love walt disney world for convenience i will always give the nod to disneyland every day especially for those like i said those kids who are still in strollers or your your younger kids who you know will probably you know not want to be sitting on a bus at 10 o'clock at night well even just for me i don't like having to do that either <laughs> well and one oh. thing that we especially at the end of the night after fireworks a lot of times you're wanting to kind of stand at the front of the park or you want to try and leave a few minutes for the fireworks end to try and get a head start on your transportation um out to the buses so you're not having to wait you know as long you don't have to worry about that you just push your kids right out or you just right. casually wander out of the park and walk to your hotel you don't have that um that stress feeling of oh we got to deal with the crowds are getting out you don't have any of that over there which is nice well and the other thing too is if if you're in the park in the middle of the day and let's say the kids just have a meltdown well you're you're footsteps away from your resort as opposed to walt disney world where you know again you have to walk to the other end of the park get on some sort of transportation get to your hotel maybe even have to get on more transportation to get to your room at disneyland i mean you from from point of meltdown to your room is very short and can be uh, a big save whenever you have those types of situations. Or not even a meltdown if you forget something. Oh, of course. Yeah, you, you feel like, oh, I don't want to go all the way back. Yeah, you go and, I mean, I'm always forgetting stuff in the room. So it was nice to be I'll be right back and just kind of head over there. And, you know, I, actually we did that. We went on Splash Mountain. We first got there. Mm -hmm. They do have Splash Mountain there, but the way the boats are set, you're in a single file versus sitting um, two, two, and two. Right. Well, the boats kind of, Kind of, they kind of tilt a little bit, the little logs. And remember, we got soaked. I was soaked, and my yep. sneakers were soaked. One thing I hate is walking around in wet sneakers. I just hopped out of there, hopped over to the resort, changed my sneakers, and came right back. Yep. I wouldn't have done that in Florida because that would have been, you know, a two-hour event to do yep, that. So exactly. super convenient for things like that. Yep. And and when I – I mean, I'm going to go back to that thing about how close these parks are. You know, it was funny. I, and I'll see if I can't put it up on the um, – on the podcast page. It'll be mymickeypodcast.com forward slash 21. I'll put it up. We did a little video where you were kind of standing in the, in the center of that area between the two parks. And you're like, there's Disneyland park and there's California adventure. And it was just so close to each other. It was, I, I just can't stress again, just how close these parks are to each other. I know it's so easy to go to park hop. And if you have dining reservations at one park or you're, you know, you don't feel like you are stuck at that, that park you can hop back and forth it is it's just it's seconds seconds to walk from park to park yep so so it's it's an awesome awesome benefit for that well and one other item that is available at disneyland that's not available at walt disney world which i think makes your touring a lot easier is a feature called max pass yes i wish i wish florida had it i do too Similar to FastPass, same concept as FastPass, um, Disneyland has their own app. Similar to the My Disney Experience app, but you don't actually link up your resort reservation to it. Right. Um, but your tickets are linked to it. 
and you get fast passes on there. Um, so it's a fast pass, but they call it max pass. Um, it is something that is not free. Well, the scratch that it is free. <laughs> they do have the old fashioned fast passes there where you walk up to the attraction, you put your card in and you get a ticket with a return time. Um, so they, they do have that still there. Um, right. So if you like to run to the part, to the attraction and put your ticket in and then, you know, run somewhere else and go back to that time, you can do that all day long if you like to do that. But if you prefer to not do that, you can do it via the app which is the max pass that they do charge $15 per person per day. And it does include unlimited fast passes and also your photos from your photo pass that you take out there. So the advantage with the, with having the app and the max pass. So let's say that I am standing on main street and I want a fast pass for space mountain. So instead of like what we're, used to in Disneyland and what we were used to years ago in Walt Disney World, that we'd have to trek over to Tomorrowland, put our ticket in, get the little um, voucher back that we hand in whenever it's our time for Fast Pass. You can hop on your app and say, I want my Space Mountain Fast Pass. And it saved me all those steps. So well, I forget the steps. I'm mm-hmm. going to cut you off. Forget the steps. We don't have to do it 60 days in advance. Well, that's a whole different thing too. Yeah, I was going to get to that. This, every, <laughs> that is the key. All, all your fast passes at Disneyland are on the fly. There, it's it's day of. There is no advance planning. There's no sixty days getting up at eight o'clock in the morning and fighting for fast passes. It is that day. So basically, the app is replacing running to the attraction. And so you get your Space Mountain Fast Pass or whatever Fast Pass you want, and then your app will hold that voucher. And so when it's time to use it, you just put your phone under the reader, it reads it, and you go in, and then you can hop on your app and get another one. And so it's it's a wonderful feature. It allows you to do all the Fast Passes you want to get for the day, of course, pending availability. But again, you have just as much chance as everybody else to get those Fast Passes, uh, because there is no advanced 60 day, I will call it nonsense. Yeah. So you don't have anybody, you know, says, well, I couldn't get it, but everybody else was able to get it. Mm-hmm. You have the same amount of chance. Nobody can get a fast pass for that day until you are in that park. Once you're in a park, you can get them for that park that you're in, or you can get it for the other park. So if you're at Disneyland and you want to grab a fast pass for um, Radiator Springs Racers mm-hmm. um, and California Adventure, you can do that. Um, also, also, once you have used that fast pass, you can get another one. Right. After an hour has gone by, you can get another one. So if you get to the park at nine o'clock and you have a fast pass at 1130 to ride um, Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. you don't have to wait till 1130 to get that fast pass. You just have to wait till whatever time it has on there, which will probably be about 10, 10, 15. Right. So you can get another fast pass or something else and have two at one time. So it makes sense when you see it. Which are the yeah. same, which are the same rules as if you ran from attraction to attraction. Exactly. It's just, you get to do it on the app. And the other thing that's really cool is that they just added, I think within the last week, they added the evening shows onto the max pass for fast pass. So if you want to get world of color or phantasmic, you can now get those on the app as well. It used to be, you had to run to a kiosk and get those. And if you're holding one of those fast passes, it doesn't count against you for getting another pass. So yeah. you, can, you can hold the world of color fast pass all day long and still get other ones, which is yeah. really nice. 
I mean, it stinks in a way that you have to pay for it, but on one side, most of the locals don't pay for it. So it's not, so you're able to get all attractions throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things don't typically sell out till later in the day, even for the popular attractions. So um, it's definitely worth the money for that. And um, well, hands especially- Especially with the photo pass picks included. So if you take advantage of getting, uh, you know, meeting characters and doing things like that, um, or getting your picture taken in front of the castle or whatever it is, there's a lot of photo pass photographers out there. And so if you take advantage of that, it, that'll pay for itself just, you know, for the photo pass picks. Yep, exactly. So max pass, big thumbs up, please bring it to Florida. Uh, we love not having the 60 day thing. Uh, and so same day fast passes are brilliant and it's, it's a wonderful system. I love having it on the app and we've, and we've rarely had any technology, technology issues with it once we're there. Yeah. They're really, I can't, and we've gone quite a few times and, and have used it. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm real happy with it. Yep. That's a real good tool to have for your planning and for executing your day in the park. But we talked earlier about why Disneyland and California Adventure is so special, especially for kids. And one of the things we wanted to kind of talk about here, especially, is what makes Disneyland a little bit different than Walt Disney World as it relates to the kids and families. So that, you know, if you're sitting there making a decision about where you want to go and you're thinking, again, Walt Disney World, but haven't really considered Disneyland. We want you to consider Disneyland. And here's, here's some of the reasons why. Um, one of the things that I love about Disneyland for kids, and I'll say it, it's two words, Toontown. Toontown, for the little ones, it is still in Disneyland. And it is not the same Toontown that was in Disney World. This is much larger. It is huge they have yeah they have the mickey and minnie house there um they do have a little tiny um what's it called actually it's not the barnstormer yeah it's similar to the blank on it but it's similar to the barnstormer and they also have the roger rabbit attraction back there um and all the other characters have their houses daisy's got hers and donald's got his and goofy's has his so there's a lot of neat things to do there little places to eat um Plenty of fun. The Chippendales Treehouse. There's gift shops in there. There's ice cream places in there, and it's such a quaint, colorful land to spend a lot of time in there. Just kind of wander around and let the kids play. It's it's such an amazing place um, for for Toontown. And the characters roam. There's a lot of character. Like we've uh, we've gone back in there, and Pluto will just be kind of hanging out, playing with the kids. Uh, we've seen Goofy just grab a kid's hand and just start walking across the uh, walking across Toontown, and of course Mary Poppins and Pert and yep. Mary Poppins and Bert walking around Main yep. Street. Yep. Just so walking. just it's a it's a wonderful little place, and of course Toontown is really awesome because it has the um, everything is just it's, it's like you're walking into an animated cartoon. So everything's yes. bubbly and bright colors, and it's really it's really a neat place. So fun to there. And I think I, I like Fantasyland in Disneyland better than in Florida. It seems more quaint. It's all like cobblestone buildings and streets. It looks like a storybook. Um, it is it's very tiny. It's a lot smaller. Um, but it's just such a quaint area there um, and fun places to eat and restaurants and things like that. But it's just such a fun. And you always see the classic characters wandering around in there, too. Yes. 
Well, and I really like um, some of the some of the kid oriented rides they have there. They have Casey Junior Circus Train, which is really cool. It's like a miniature train, but it looks like a circus train. You know, with the, the animal cages and things like that. And you ride through, and it tells a little story. But they also have the Storybook Land Canal Boats, and I know this is a favorite of yours. Oh, I love it. I love it. And my dad loves it out there too. He loves, he called, he calls it the whale ride because you're in a little, you're in a boat and it's an actually, it's a boat boat. Like they're actually steering this little boat. Um, but you go in through this mouth of a huge whale. <laughs> so it's all outside attraction. But when you go through, you come out the other side and they're all miniature villages of all of your favorite Disney stories. Mm-hmm. They have a whole, the whole frozen Arendelle miniature village there um um aladdin snow white all the little villages and cottages it's such a quaint little um area um it's a fun little boat ride but it's nice to see all the little villages coming together from one of our favorite stories and in a, in a little tip it tells a different story during the day and during the evening so after dark it's, it's a whole different feel yeah, it's beautiful. It's just it's just cute. The lights and things. It's really pretty. Other things for kids, of course, they have Mad the Mad Tea Party, which a little different in Disneyland because it's it doesn't have the um um the word lid is coming the to us. The roof, yeah. <laughs> the roof, it's all open. It's all, it's open. It's all with wide the open. Hanging and it's, mm-hmm. it's real pretty. Real pretty. Um they have the um Sleeping Beauty ride. I'm sorry, not Sleeping Beauty, Alice in Wonderland. They have an Alice in Wonderland ride there that they don't have in Florida. Um, so that's really nice. And one big difference, that, and we hear this question a lot about Florida, and it just doesn't exist there, but it does in California, is at the Sleeping Beauty Castle, they actually have a walkthrough, like a guided, little self-guided tour through the castle. Yeah, you can walk up through the castle. Um, so you walk up, they have the different rooms, the dis- displays and things like that. So you can go through the castle, which is really, really cool. And you don't get to do that in Florida. There's no restaurant in this castle, so you can't eat there. Um, but you can walk through it, walk upstairs, and, um, and it tells a little story as you go through. Um, the other thing, I, which is really nice, of course, you know, that's been there for years 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 and years and so before there was a um real emphasis on taking care of folks who may need accessible uh, arrangements of course that whole tour is is filled with stairs and so what we noticed last time was they actually set aside a little room uh, for folks who uh, have accessibility needs so that they can go in and kind of do the uh, a different version of the tour as well on the ground floor which i thought was a real nice touch yeah yeah um, also for kids, uh, of course, it wouldn't be a Disney park without, it's a small world, but the, about for kids, not just for kids, not just for kids, but for adults. But the cool thing about small world, <laughs> it is a lot different in, in California as well, because first of all, the, the, um, the loading area is all outside. So yep. you, you load outside and then you go into the building, but it's a lot bigger. It's a lot longer ride in uh, California than it is in in, um, in Florida. But it's pleasant. So for those of you that yes. are thinking, oh, I can't stand listening to that song, it's it does, somehow doesn't seem like that in California. Yep. And they have incorporated um, more current Disney characters through there that are hidden throughout the normal um, dolls that are um, singing and stuff in there. Yep. So they have, you know, Alice in Wonderland's in there. They have um, Woody and um, Bullseye in there from Toy Story. So they have different characters in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I could literally be on, well, you know, I can go on that over and over and over again. You have. 
California. I have. Um, Florida, <laughs> I can't do that. But in California, there's just something, mm-hmm. um, there's something about that, something about yeah. that. Well, and of course, for kids, they they also have Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique. So if that's a thing that you guys like to do with uh, your kids, uh, they have that as well. Um, one of the things that I think is really neat about um, Disneyland and California Adventure is you find that a lot of the characters out there are more free roaming than they are at Walt Disney World. So like it, it was like we were um, we were walking through Fantasyland one day and, and here just walking down the street is Peter Pan. And yeah. some somebody would stop, take a picture with him. He hung out with us for about five or ten minutes taking pictures and then off he would go. And we, we all we were eating dinner at the um, Be Our Guest quick service that they have over there. I forget the name of the Red Rose Tavern. And we were sitting there and there's Gaston walking up and he sees Belle like the whole way to the other end of Fantasyland and starts yelling and screaming for her and then starts running across Fantasyland to go get her. Yep. You just don't see that at Walt Disney World. So that was a real nice touch down there to see these characters just, just walking around. Yeah, it's, I love it. it's just a different feel out there, I guess. Most definitely. Um, it's just, uh, it's just such a magical place and mm-hmm. it's just, I just love it. Um, but speaking of things that are out there that are a little different in is California Adventure. Yes. I was just going to say, we've been spending so much time on Disneyland. We forgot about California Adventure. Yeah, and how can we do that? Because that is where <laughs> Radiator Springs is. Yes. And Cars also Land. where Pixar Pier. Yeah. Yep. Cars Land is out there and Pixar Pier is out there. Um, for those of you that are Cars fans and those of you that are not Cars fans, <laughs> you will become Cars, a Cars fan. Cars Land is, um, is amazing. You, you, you are literally standing on Route 66 yep. in the middle of Radiator Springs. There's no words. You, it's, it's breathtaking there and you, mm-hmm. you, you, that, we can't describe it. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> The, the rides are fun. Uh, they have three, three rides there, but the experience of, of walking through, um, I mean, everything is decorated as if you're on this, on the movie set. I mean, you're transported into an animated movie. Um, you get to meet the, the uh, racers. So lightning McQueen is there. Um, and then no Mater. yeah, Mater comes out and he, there. He'll, he'll meet with you and take pictures and, you know, wink and do all things with this headlight. They drive up and down the street. Yeah. So yep. They drive up and down Route 66. You there, yep. you can be sitting, standing there taking a picture and off the, and then they drive up alongside of you. So you don't get that anywhere. Florida certainly doesn't have that. Yep. And of course, the, the, the keynote of that whole area is Radiator Springs, the ride, which if you the racers. think the racers, oh my gosh, how amazing is that? It's, if you think of test track, it's that concept of those types of cars on a track, but the, um, the ride takes you through the building of your car, uh, getting it ready for the, not so much building the car, but getting it ready for the race. It gets shined and um, Luigi puts his tires on your car and gets you all ready. And then at the end, you're, you're inside the garage ready for the race to start. You actually pull up beside another car and then you go outside and you're racing through the mountains and through the hills of, of the, of the uh, desert. And I mean, even to the point where you like the waterfall 
that you, if you remember the big waterfall with the bridge in the movie, it's right there in front of you. And the scenery is just exquisite, but you're racing against this other car the whole time. And it's really just a phenomenal, phenomenal experience. It's that ride is worth the trip to California in my opinion. Oh, by far, by far. And that's Disney storytelling as it's best. Yes. With that, um, it's it's just amazing. You can spend all day just in Radiator Springs, and again, yep. even if you're not a Cars fan, there's no way you cannot love that entire area. Yep, absolutely. It's it's so much fun. Yep. And of course, you mentioned Pixar Pier. Pixar which, Pier, which used to be Paradise Pier, and then they just I think last year they finished it. It was a uh, about a year long makeover they did over there, and so the. Um, the roller coaster is now called the Incredicoaster. So it has the Incredibles theme to it. And so it, as you're riding it, it starts off with uh, racing you know, from zero to 60 really fast. And then as you go through the ride, there's all this imagery and it tells a story through the, through the story of the Incredibles. So that's a real nice touch. Um, all the game areas now are, are Pixar influenced. Um, <laughs> my favorite is the, is the Angry Hot Dogs. The angry yeah, yeah. The, they're hot hot dogs <laughs> hot, hot dogs <laughs> there's the, the angry character from inside out and bing bong sweet shop yes is there just the whole story disney has is doing of course they've always done a great job with their storytelling but with these new updates that they're doing it is amazing so mm -hmm. the entire area is all pixar storytelling between yep. the attractions the food, the merchandise, um, the posters, the signs, everything is just, you're immersed in a, in a Pixar film. Yep. It's phenomenal. So make sure you check that out. And then not, and also in between there, we also have Marvel. Marvel characters are yep. actually there. Marvel characters, even though Disney owns Marvel, they are not allowed on the East Coast in Disney parks. Right. So to see them in a Disney park, you have to see them on the West Coast. So that's where you see Spider-Man Spider -Man and Black Panther and all the Avengers folks. Yep. Um, we got to see sure. Groot. Groot, yes, we did. We saw yeah. Groot. He he walks around there, and uh, oh yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy attractions yep. out yep. there, which is which is Terror Terror with a total total remodel refurb, yep. same concept, but um yeah, so you know it's, it's awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, and I was just getting ready to say, you know, we, we could talk about even the, the differences in the thrill rides that they have out in California and Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout is one of them. So like the Tower of Terror, they, if you look at it now, you can kind of still see the the framework of the of what used to be Tower of Terror, but it's the outside is totally made over so that it resembles uh, imagery from Guardians of the Galaxy. And the whole story on the inside is now Guardians of the Galaxy. So that's a complete change. Of course, the Incredicoaster was recently changed over. But, you know, the, the favorites from way back when are still there, like the Matterhorn over in Disneyland. The, oh, yeah. They've got to keep that. <laughs> of course, that's different than anything you'll find at uh, Walt Disney World. But they have, you know, Splash Mountain and um, Space Pirates. Mountain and Big Thunder and you know, Pirates of the Caribbean, I, again, I'll come back and say, I love the Disneyland version even better because I think it tells the story better of, of the Pirates of the Caribbean more than the Florida version does. Exactly. I'm going to cut you off because I feel excited about kind of talking about the differences. And as you're talking about Pirates, I started thinking about the Haunted Mansion. Yes. And the holiday time um, beginning in the fall that, 
the Haunted Mansion is awesome in itself and it's slightly different in general um, than, than the one in Florida. But starting in September, it gets it's a complete nightmare before Christmas overlay, and it will blow your mind yes. completely. And it's not that they added a couple of Jack Skellington things here and there, or you know, did a little oogie boogie here and there. The entire attraction is completely, almost completely redone. From from the point you board your Doom buggy, that whole area, which is normally just a black screen, it is. It is over. It's just completely redone. Every scene- before that, before that, when you're in the the stretching room, oh, yes, yeah, in the stretching room is completely different. Yep. Yeah, it's completely different. It's, it's um, Jack Skellington is in there talking to you and yep. doing all that. It 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 will blow your mind. We couldn't yep. believe it when we first went out there. Because when we went out there, it was in 2015, and it okay. was Christmas time we went. So they keep that out from the uh, beginning of September, and it goes through, I think, like mid-January or something like that. Mm-hmm. They keep it through Christmas because it's kind of a Halloween and Christmas theme. Um, so we got to see it there, and we were speechless. All we kept saying the entire time, we must have been so annoying to everybody that were behind us. We were like, <laughs> oh, my gosh, oh, my gosh, I, oh, my gosh. That was literally all we said. <laughs> Everybody around us must have been like, all right, stop. And I think that's where we first really were taking advantage of MaxPass because I think we kept using MaxPass to get more fast passes to go back on uh, Haunted Mansion over and over and over again. You know, I don't even think they had MaxPass then. Really? At the first one? No, they didn't have that till later because when we went back because we got to check it. That's right. That was when we had to run and get the stupid tickets. Yes, that's right. Yeah, so yeah, that's what we were doing. But I, but I know we've used MaxPass for that over and over and over. Oh, over and over. Oh, now we do, yeah. I mean, how could you not? How yep, could you exactly. not? And it's always, and every time you go on it, there's something different. So um, so seeing all that, so if you're planning your trip and trying to figure out when's the best time to go, yeah, any time is a good time to go to Disneyland. But to try, if you want to see some something like that, um, going in the fall is awesome. Mm-hmm. And like I said, they keep that up through um, Christmas time. And then Haunted, not Haunted Mansions, um, Small World does an overlay of Christmas. Yep. And that will blow your Christmas love in mind. It'd be <laughs> outside. And that's one that I literally will just get off and go back on and get off yeah. and go back on, um, which you know. But the lights on the outside and the inside is all Christmas lights, Christmas mm-hmm. music, gaudy garland dangling. I mean, it is Christmas all well, throughout. It. And, and what's nice is they, they, the music, it bounces between the It's a Small World theme and Jingle Bells. So it's back and forth the whole way. Joy to the World. Joy to, was it Joy to the World? Joy, I thought was, well, Jingle Bells, yeah. Jingle but isn't bells. it Joy to the World too? Um, then, yeah, not, they wouldn't have joined the world, I guess. No, it? I think it's, I'm pretty sure it's Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells, yeah. But it's just back and forth. But what's really cool about it is that, like, they're very sensitive to the different cultures that are being represented. So when you go through India, it's not a lot of Christmas kind of things. So what they'll do is maybe they'll focus on New Year. Like China, the China Room, it's all about New Year's. And so they, um, they're very sensitive to that. But for the countries that, that do celebrate the holidays, I mean, it, it's all out. It is so gorgeous and beautiful. And when you're the outside facade of it's a small world is so big. And at nighttime, they actually have a lighting ceremony where they light the lights and it's so bright and colorful and it's just gorgeous. And the music and it snows there at night. Um, It snows every day. You don't need a party ticket. They don't have a party out there for Christmas. Right. 
So they have Christmas music, Christmas parade every day. Yep. It snows by, um, it's a small world. It snows on Main Street. Yep. Um, all Christmas treats and things like that every day. You don't need a party ticket, just yep. regular admission. Um, and your amazing. characters are in their Christmas attire all day long. All day, yes. All day. Santa, Santa Goofy's walking around. Yep. They're all they're all there. No separate ticket. It's amazing. Yep. But parties, they did have uh, Mickey's Halloween party, a little different than the one in Florida. They don't have the booty you and things like that, but same concept with the trick-or-treating and special fireworks and things like that. But this year they're doing something different. It's moving across to the other park. Yep, it is moving over to Disney California Adventure, and it is called the Oogie Boogie Bash Halloween Party, and it starts this September, September 17th. So last last year, they introduced the concept of Oogie Boogie into California Adventure. Not a party, but it was definitely where 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 Disneyland Park was more about Mickey's not so scary kind of Halloween and pumpkins and pumpkins and happy, big, big pumpkins. It was happy happy Halloween. Yeah, um, California Adventure with with Oogie Boogie was a little bit on the darker side with the dark purples and the bats and things like that. And the headless horseman uh, statue in the, in the center square and the creepy lights with the smoke yes. around the stat, the horse and all that. Yeah. And, and I mean, they did that for the first time last year. And I can tell you that it was unbelievable. And the, the reaction from the, from the um, guests, they loved it. And yeah, so it, it was a natural move to come over. I think the real reason for the move is because of Star Wars opening. But the reality is it's a good move because when they first introduced the concept of Oogie Boogie there for Halloween last year, great move, really worked, really worked well in that park. So I think expanding it and doing some of the new things they're going to do with that, with uh, like the new uh, World of Color show surrounded by villain uh, with the villains theme, uh, some parades and shows that they're going to be doing over there as, as part of that party with the trick-or-treating and all of that. I think it's just going to be a natural move. And I, I, I would spend the money for that party without knowing much more about it, just because of what we know happened last year with that, atmosphere over in that park oh yeah oh yeah it was awesome yeah most definitely i love it love what they do over there with the special events and things if we haven't convinced you yet to start thinking about disneyland as your vacation destination just for all the really cool fun things there are to do and the differences between florida and california we're going to tug at your disney loving heartstrings right now because as karen mentioned earlier this is where it all started. You're in the you're in the backyard of the Walt Disney Studios. This is where Walt started. Walt's apartment is there. You can actually take a tour of Walt's apartment and look out the same window he looked out uh, as he looked at his guests. Um, the Carnation Cafe is there where Walt used to eat and eat his favorite fried chicken. I mean, when you get there and you walk in that front gate, you just feel the spirit of Walt Disney in that place. Yes, you are doing a disservice to yourself by not getting out to Disneyland for that purpose alone. Mm -hmm. Just the, you know, for you grandparents, go out there, take your grandkids, take your kids out there, go out there yourself. Um, you are, or if you're just a Disney fan and love the history of it, you are doing a disservice to yourself by not getting out there. Um, 
I said it before that we went as teenagers. Um, my, our parents, my, my parents took us out there and you and I were fortunate enough. I think it was about four years ago now, three years ago, we took our parents out to Disneyland. Um, they hadn't been out. My dad hadn't been out there um, since the eighties. And I don't think your mom was ever out she, there. She had never been out there. She had never been out there. And what a wonderful trip that was to yeah. take our parents out there and our kids out there. And both of our parents are just Disney fans to be, and they love Disney and Disney fans and to be able to experience that with them. Um, it was priceless, it, yeah. priceless memories. And we actually took them back out again last summer. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, and, and here's the thing about it though. I mean, when we did it the first time we, we were kind of looking at it as, Oh, this big expensive pain in the neck trip this is going to be going from, I mean, we live in Wilmington, North Carolina. You couldn't be any further East Coast than we are. I mean, we live a quarter mile from the intercoastal waterway. So we're going sea to shining sea, you know, on this vacation. And when we did it for the first time, it was like, you know what, this really isn't all that bad. It was one connecting flight and, you know, we've tried flying to Florida a couple of times. I'll say the Disney, the trip to LA was so much easier than a trip to Orlando for us. Yeah. And there are a lot of flights that go straight to, um, from major cities that do go straight to LAX. Yep. So if you're flying to Florida anyway, it isn't that much of a difference in flying to An extra hour on the plane, maybe two hours on the plane, wherever you're flying from. But um, you know, that, that has become probably the least important issue for us uh, in our planning. And anytime we now go to California, we, we think of California now on the exact same level as Florida in terms of the process of getting there and what we perceive as the pain in the neck of getting there. It just isn't. Um, I, I think that's just a, a thing in our heads that we, uh, that we try and get our guests to get past uh, because once you're once you make that trip and once you do it, you're you're going to sit there and say, "Why haven't I done this before?" Yeah, and you'll be hooked, and you'll be hooked. Yeah, um, and is definitely enough to fill a week long trip. So you don't think, "Well, I've got to fly all out there for a day or two. No, you can literally be out there for a full week. Yep. and enjoy the parks, enjoy your resort, enjoy downtown Disney, mm -hmm. enjoy even the rest of what Southern California has to offer. If you want to go to Hollywood or do all that, you know, that's sure. all, that's a day's drive. And there's a car rental right on Disney property there. They've right. Alamo literally right there. You walk there, you can get your car and, and which we did and take it yeah. um, for a day and go for a drive. We did that. So, one. We went, we went and drove, we took the kids, we drove up into Hollywood. Uh, we did a Warner brothers studio tour. Uh, of course, universal studios is there. If you want to spend a day in their park, you know, we, we drove up and saw the Hollywood sign. Uh, you know, I to Malibu. Yeah. Went to Malibu and went down to uh, Venice beach and, you know, and now all of that is within an hour and a half, two hours away. So, I mean, if you want to take an extra day and do that kind of stuff, you can, and like, you don't even have to worry about separate hotel, you know, uh, reservations. You can come back and stay at the same hotel. It's just, it's, just, it's a, it's a day trip. Yeah, exactly. So there's definitely enough, more than enough to do on a, on a week long trip there but, but if you um, never want to leave if you never want to leave the premises you don't have to because you have you know you can easily do two days at each of the two parks mm -hmm. and spend a day at the resorts and you know disney's uh, i keep wanting to say disney springs uh downtown disney and you know right there's a five-day trip put exactly two days of travel on either end and then you know there's your seven days so oh and the 
shows. We forgot to talk about the shows, the, oh the Broadway caliber shows that they have there. They have more shows there than they yes. do in Florida. They pretty much have almost the entire Frozen show on a, in a, it's not just a quick little clip of like a sing-along. No. It is almost the entire movie in a, in a Broadway style show there. They have Mickey and the Magical Lamp there, which is all of your favorite Disney characters from anything you can think of as in this show. The quality of shows that they have there is amazing. Um, you, you don't get that in Florida, the types of shows that they have there. Well, and going back to what you said about Frozen, um, and before Frozen, it was Aladdin. And both of these shows were precursors to them going to Broadway. Exactly. So it, it is a Broadway-style, Broadway-caliber show with the same effects, the same music. Um, and then both of these, both of those shows started off there and then worked their way to Broadway. And now of course, Frozen is still there, but they'll do three or four shows. And it is in a, I mean, when you're sitting in that theater, it has a balcony and a mezzanine. I mean, it's, it, it, it feels like you're in a Broadway theater. It's a real theater. It's a yeah, real theater. It's, it's, and it's amazing. It's, it's one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Both the Aladdin and the uh, Frozen show are, have been phenomenal. Um, yeah. And, and the entertainment, I mean, the, the, the Disneyland marching band plays several times throughout the day. Uh, one, one time we saw them play in front of the castle and um, they were doing a, a medley from Mary Poppins and Mary Poppins and Bert happened to be there and they were joining in. And I mean, it's just a lot of impromptu type. And the Newsies, and, the Newsies with the trolley. They have a working trolley yeah. in California events where the Newsies are there. Then Mickey comes out in his Newsies outfit. You know, mm -hmm. He's going to he's going to California and his um, show. So there's just so much entertainment there. And in the evening they have um, like they'll have a swing band come out and they'll just play in the middle of the square and you know live instruments and everything. And it's phenomenal. They had um, all the drummers like uh, I think they have the trash can guys at Epcot. They'll they'll do those, but they do them over in Pixar Pier and they're the Green Army Men coming out and yep. playing playing drums. So that's really fun too. It's a lot of great entertainment. Like I said, it's it's a phenomenal experience for your kids uh, and for the family. It's just a great way to go and have the Disney experience without really just wearing yourself out because everything is so close. And it's just in this, I said it earlier, it's just in a really small footprint and it's just an amazing experience. Yeah. And we haven't even talked about the big elephant in the room that's coming. Yes. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. That. We have it. And, you know, without even talking about, there's so much to do there. Yep. Um, even before that, or not even including that. So. So that opens May 31st. And what I really like about, the, at least for the first month or so that they're, that it's going to be open is they're really going to do a really great job at crowd control. So you have to have a reservation to get into that part of the park. So you're not going to have the, um, is, is you're not going to have, 100,000 people trying to get into the park to go in to see Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. They're just, it's not possible and they're just not going to allow it. So if you are staying at one of the three Disney resorts, you will have an automatic time that you can get in. And as of the time we're give you that they will yeah, give you, and you have to stay at one of those three resorts. Yes. That is the only way to get yep. in. Not a good neighbor, not staying at your friend's right. house. You have to stay at one of those three resorts. Yeah. They're, they're guaranteed a time. And then for folks who aren't staying at those resorts, as of the, 
day we're recording this, uh, they haven't released it yet, but they should they should very soon and probably by Monday when this comes out, they, they it will. But they will have a process for guests who aren't staying on property to be able to get a reservation. But we just don't know what that process is yet or how available it will be. But those who are staying at a Disney property are guaranteed to get that reservation. So that's going to be a nice only one. nice way for them. But for the first month, and then they're going to keep reevaluating and seeing what they need to do. So. We're, the nice part about that process is, is it shouldn't scare anybody away from going to Disneyland while Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is opening. Exactly. Yes, exactly. It's, it's not going to be um, a stressful situation where you feel like there's going to be mobs and mobs of crowds there. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney's got it covered and... And that lo- and actually Star Wars Galaxy's Edge is located in the way, way back of Disneyland. Right. So if you're not even remotely interested in Star Wars, you have to go out of your way to even get to it. So, <laughs> so you can go there easily and not even see it. So if that's not something you're interested in seeing, it won't really affect you at all as far as enjoying the rest of the park. And I'll tell you how committed our company, my Mickey vacation travel is to the Disneyland experience and how badly we want you to get there. And that is that each of the last two years we've held our company gathering in Disneyland. We wanted our team to get out there and experience it not once, but twice and to really just walk around and and understand what, what is different about the park and what is special and unique about those parks and the resorts with the hotels and everything being in that small footprint. And so they have really and and many of them have gone back again. We have, I mean, we have team members who had never stepped foot in Disneyland before two years ago, and they've made several trips since then because they fell in love with it as well. And, and they so, begged us to go back last year they for did. our conference. Yeah. We went um, Halloween time in October for our company conference. And after it was over, well, at the end of it, there were tears shed. They didn't want to go. They didn't want to leave. And they begged and begged and begged <laughs> that we would have our conference again in 2018 there. Um, and we did. So we went Christmas time last year. Yep. They loved it. They love Disneyland and any of our dream designers with my Mickey vacation travel can help you plan the perfect magical trip out there. So with that commitment in mind, you know, you can't go wrong with the planners and the dream designers at my Mickey vacation with your Disneyland and California adventure trip. So definitely look us up. Uh, we're at mymickeyvacation.com. You can sit there and uh, request a quote from uh, one of our dream designers and they'll be in touch with you to talk about what your dreams and desires and even, even your apprehensions about flying to California, what that might, what, what that might look like and, and kind of work with you to kind of get over that and how, how easy it actually is to go out there. No, work with you one-on-one to go through that process but they will plan uh they'll, they'll make sure that you're set up with your fat your max pass and how to use it and even the, the best way to attack the parks uh to avoid any type of crowd levels you may have out there so work with your dream designers they will create that magical vacation for you find us on mymickeyvacation.com you can find us on instagram or on Facebook by searching uh, for My Mickey Vacation Travel. And we will uh, make sure that you have a magical vacation at the happiest place on earth, Disneyland.
that is it for us this week. So thank you for joining us. Please be sure to hit the subscribe button on our website. We've got several different places, whether it's on iTunes or Spotify or Google, that you can subscribe. Make sure you subscribe and, and please share our podcast with others. We are trying to uh, get our word out to as many people to create magical vacations for as many people as possible. So we would love to have your support. So please share and and subscribe to our, our show and we'll, we will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody. See you real soon.